the Feed 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, it is indeed, once again, time for the Feed 5 Podcast, presented by Suavecito Tequila, uh, which I uh, had a lot of after Illinois blew it. And their opportunity to win the Big Ten West at home against Purdue. I was there in the first half. I froze my ass off. I turned to my son, who's 16 years old. There was snot, you know, running down his face. And I, I looked at him. And I, I said, you look miserable. He goes, Dad, I can't feel my feet. Can we go? And I said, yes, we can go. And thank God we did at halftime because Illinois uh, did not slam the door in a blusening. But, uh, again, I'm playing with house money. They're bull eligible. But who cares about my Illini? Uh, I will have more Illinois discussions a little bit later on the pod because Hoops is in action tonight against Monmouth. But who else is in action tonight? Oh, we have a Monday night affair. The Washington Commanders going up in a rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles from back in week number three, a game in which Philly won 24-8. to eight. Uh, The Eagles are favored by 10.5 right now at BetMGM with a total of 43.5. So Lundy, knowing the spread, knowing the total, are you willing to side with either of these wagers independently or you do it in OGP, maybe get a reduction or a rise here and there? How are you approaching uh, Commanders and Eagles per duh? Well, I, the problem I've got, Brad, is that the way these divisional games have been, and I'm talking across all the divisions, not just the NFC East, is they've been consistently hitting the under. Now, I also feel like that is just our conversation in general about primetime games. So you put yeah. all of that together. I just do. I think Philly can can absolutely wax that ass again against Washington. Yes, I do. But for whatever reason, I do not like this spread uh, at the ten and a half mark um, that it sits at. And I also like being a contrarian because, well, frankly, I'm just an asshole, and uh, I like to be able to take the over. So, Brad, um, how about thirty-one to twenty? Philly. Oh, wow. Uh, I like that quite a bit. And I honestly, I think Washington's going to find a way to cover this game. The back door is always open. Garbage time may commence uh, early on in the third quarter. If I had a lean on the standard line and the total, I would take the under. And I would also take uh, Washington plus a 10.5. But uh, I'd do an OGP instead. That, it, I think that's a lot smarter, my man. So which direction are you going? Because I think, like, I just threw out a total that adds up to 51, which means clearly there's something in my coffee this morning. Uh, there's always something in my coffee. I'm going with the Eagles minus 2.5. So get a reduction on the total there on the line. And also I'm going to take a, a decrease uh, or it's actually an increase on the actual game total. I'm going to go under on 47 and a half. So Philly minus two and a half and the game total under 47 and a half on those alt lines plus 105. And I put this together at bet MGM. Just give me a little bit of a background here. Uh, Washington has hit the under on 47 and a half in six of nine games on the standard line. And on this uh, inflated line, they've done it in seven straight. Uh, Philadelphia on the inflated line has been under in six of eight. 
and they have covered every game by at least two and a half points. So I think that's the way to play it. Uh, reduce the juice, get seduced by the juice, and get that, that uh, plus money there in the end. So fade or follow, uh, that, of course, is entirely up to you, but it sounds like Lundy is following me on that OGP. With that in the books, let's get after it on this Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. Oh, it hurts so good. Come on, Jalen, make it hurt so good. Uh, Just not pass yards. Uh, I'm going to take the under on that uh, number at 242 and a half. I pulled this one from BetMGM at minus 115. Uh, You look at Hurts this season, he's been magnificent. That's why he's in the conversation for uh, league MVPs. Uh, You know, seeing a spike in completion percentage up to 68.2% on the year. And you might uh, reflect back on week number three and you say, man, he went for 330 through the air against Washington in that prior matchup, but he's number 21 in total air yards, number 23 in air yards per attempt, number 24 in deep attempts on in total on the season. So he's not having a whole lot of chucks down the field, the occasional one maybe to A.J. Brown, and he has been under this in five games. You look at Washington since week five, they've tightened up the screws defensively. Uh, they were pushed over the first three weeks of the season. And, of course, uh, Philly met them during that span and took advantage of them. But since week five, 6.81 pass yards per attempt, only 205.6 pass yards per game opposing quarterbacks. And those opposing quarterbacks have hit the under on this total in five of the last six matchup so fade or follow Jalen hurts so good come on Lundy will it hurt so good again on my under 242 and a half pass yards minus 115 at bet MGM uh, I am once again here asking you not to sing <laughs> um, I, it's my meme uh, for Brad every time he does that Brad, I'm going I'm to fade you on this one I think he gets to 250 um, mm. I, I really do look I, I already told you I've just got a weird feeling that there's actually going to be some scoring in this one um, and I think that Washington will be able to put some points on the board and if they do I don't think Philly is going to necessarily be able to just sit back uh, and let the clock run out. Um, I I think they're actually going to have to try to make some stuff happen. And so because of that, um, I think he gets up over this total. Um, and, and I think he gets up to 250. So I, I don't think this is a 300 game. I don't think he's going to go, you know, Patrick Mahomes on everybody um, in terms of totals and, and passing touchdowns and all that kind of stuff. But I just think this line is set just slightly too low. I think he gets to the 250 mark. So right out of the gate on a Monday, I got to fade. Uh, apologies to John Mellencamp. It hurts so good. Number four. All right, let's uh, talk about another uh, prominent Philadelphia Eagle who's had a magnificent, uh, though uh, not as uh, front and center, I think, uh, on the surface compared to A.G. Brown and Jalen Hurts, but he's had a tremendous year. That's Miles Sanders, but I'm going to fade him. I'm taking the under on 68.5 rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. I, I think this number's slightly high. Uh, I've got him uh, pegged for like 60, 61, maybe 62 rush yards. It's going to be close. Uh, I'm going to have sweat on the brow probably late in this game, especially if Philly is in command. He's got to sold away the clock. But Kenneth Gainwell's going to get the occasional touch and Boston Scott as well. Uh, so that should mitigate 
uh, the rushing upside of Miles Sanders. And you got to look at Washington, too, as I've mentioned. Uh, this defense has really started to batten down the hatches after they were pushovers early in the year. They've given up 84.4 rush yards per game, 4.06 yards per carry in their last five contests. Now, Sanders has been over this in six of eight games, averaging 82 yards per game. Uh, he's got a, a pretty sterling 3.15 yards at the contact per attempt. Uh, I'm just showing some respect to the commanders who were trending in a positive direction defensively. So, again, good number. I think he just tucks under 68.5 rush yards. Lundy, minus 115 a MGM. Fade or follow. Yeah, these odds makers, sometimes these algorithms may leave you scratching your head, and sometimes you're like, oh, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one, guys. Yeah. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, I think they've really nailed this one. Uh, this is one I probably, in all honesty, would stay away from just because I think it's set so well. Um, but if I had to pick a side, I will pick the under, um, call it 65, maybe even 66. Like, I think he's going to be right there, Brad. And that's why I think I would stay away from it uh, just in general. But if I got to pick a side, I'll take the under. This is another one that could work in an OGP um, where maybe you bump it up. Like go up to like say uh, uh, under 89 and a half or something like that, right? Like take the max that they'll give you and then play the under and put it with yeah. something else. Because I will give some credit to the commander's defense here um, and the fact that I think they can hold Miles down on this one. But, man, I think he, I think he's going to be damn close to this 68. Oh, man, I'm already pitting out. Hit the under, Miles Sanders. Number three. All right, let's go to the other running back in this game on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum, and that is Antonio Gibson. And I'm going to take the over on, not rush yards, but receptions here, three and a half. And then look at that plus money, plus 105 at BetMGM. You're darn right I'm getting seduced by that juice. Uh, you look at Gibson, you know, he was a college wideout, and finally this franchise is utilizing him in a uh, multi-dimensional capacity. And uh, he's a guy that usually is right around three receptions in a game, which he has done, I think, four times this season. But he's also had a couple of seven-catch games. If you think that Washington is going to be playing from behind, I think Gibson's going to have a formidable role on the field as a pass catcher. Uh, he has hit the over six times in nine games on three catches. So, Captain Hook, yar, Shiver Bay Timbers could come into play here. If you want to reduce this, maybe take this with a lower threshold on receiving yards. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, you look at Philadelphia, they have allowed 4.9 receptions and 28.3 receiving yards per game to the running back position. And Gibson, usually good for like 11 to 13 routes run per contest. So, Hopefully, the game flow will go the way that we all anticipate, and there will be a deficit late in this contest. Uh, so Gibson may get this in the fourth quarter, but three and a half receptions, plus 105 on that over at BetMGM, just too enticing for me to pass up. Lundy, fade or follow. Yeah, to me, this is uh, this is where you're chasing the the plus odds. Um, if there was a tiebreaker on it, it's the fact that you're getting it at plus. I, I like this one a lot. I think he's got a great opportunity to get it. But most importantly, uh, forget it, man. I'm getting seduced by the juice. You had me at plus odds. Seriously, I, this is one. It, I'll, I'll play a plus odds for something that I consider to be basically a coin toss as to whether he gets to number four. Get your grubby little mitts on some Gibson. Number two. 
Oh, kickers, I guess, are human beings. And I saw this immediately, and I said, oh, hmm, this one uh, tickles my fancy. I am taking the under on Jake Elliott. Total points in this game. It's sitting at 7.5, minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, it is a rarity for me to bet on a kicker prop. Uh, usually, if I if I do enter into those treacherous waters, uh, it's usually on field goals made. And, and that number is almost always at one and a half for all the kickers that are out there, or maybe long, longest field goal on uh, a yardage mark. But uh, the points one's an interesting one, especially knowing the trend here. Elliot has been under this in five of seven games this season. And, you know, early this year, he did not hit the over against Washington. Uh, in that game, we had 32 total points. Uh, he's uh, 75% on his field goal percentage this year. That's not lights out by any stretch of the imagination. And this is a team that has been red zone efficient. So it's uh, limited in those opportunities for him uh, to kick one through the uprights within striking distance. So uh, knowing all the particulars here and knowing the trend, is it going to be my friend, Lundy, on Elliott under seven and a half total points, minus 115? At DraftKings. Sometimes when you've got a game that is questionable uh, on its overall entertainment value, and I think this one's going to be good, you got to dig, Brad. You got to <laughs> dig to find yourself a bet. I like this one a lot. You're right. He has not been, I mean, by by no stretch uh, is he Justin Tucker. Um, and and so, you know, with, with a guy that's not automatic from that standpoint, and look, what are they out there doing? They're doing touchdowns. You know, I mean, you're not getting a lot of three first. Um, and so to get to seven and a half, I think is going to take a lot. I mean, heck, even if you take the score that I had uh, with the 31 to, to 20 that I threw out there with the total, you're going to wind up being under on this. So I'm with you. I'll take the under seven and a half. I'm tucking just maybe maybe six, maybe seven. You might have some sweats, but not nearly as bad as you are on your previous bets because you're already sweating those. Oh, go ahead and dig that grave alongside me. Number one. Woo! Scary Terry McLaurin, top of the list. And we've seen all kinds of blind movement on this. Uh, it opened at 52 and a half on receiving yards. Uh, I grabbed it this morning uh, on 49 and a half receiving yards. And letting a, a couple of books at tape time, this number has jumped back up closer to where it opened at 51 and a half. And I would play this up to maybe like 54 and a half, to be honest with you. Uh, so I am taking the over on McLaurin, 49 and a half receiving yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. Uh, you know, scary Terry put a fright in this secondary, very talented secondary of Darius Slade, James Bradbury, and friends in the first matchup. He had 102 receiving yards, and he's got that big playability. He's a chunk gainer uh, du jour, that much we do know. Uh, he has been over this number in seven contests this season. He is number three in total deep ball targets. Uh, he's got number uh, 17 in that category. And he's number 12 as well in yards after the catch. He may be able to do this on like three receptions tonight. And I know the paper matchup is quite unfriendly. Uh, let me uh, give you the particulars there. James Bradbury is allowing just a 41.8 catch rate, 10.4 yards per catch, and an ultra-low 38.4 passer rating to his assignments. And I think McLaurin's going to get a mixture of Bradbury and Slay, and Slay's been just as good in all those advanced analytics. But again, he has topped this total in seven games. 
I think he gets uh, north of 50. Heck, I think he gets north of 55. So fade or follow Terry McLaurin over 49 and a half receiving yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. I will get on the McLaurin bus with you here uh, and ride this. This is, a, this is surprising. Yeah, I like the fact that's come down. I mean, you know, I think I probably would have liked the over at 52. I would have been a little bit more nervous about it, but I would have liked it there. So the fact that we're going to back it down to the 49, give me a little bit more of a cushion. We all know, you know, he can get this in big chunks. Um, yeah. He's capable of doing that. You know, he can pull in 15 here, 17 there, uh, and all of a sudden he's creeping right up to this after just a couple of catches. So um, love this one. Take the over. Uh, I'm with you, Brad. I think he finishes in the 50s. I'd say the upper 50s at least. Um, and that's why even if this does creep up by the time, you know, maybe depending upon when you're watching this uh, on the YouTube channel or you're subscribed to the pod, depending upon when you're listening to it, you can decide uh, if it has gone back up again. As you said, it's been seesawing. I I'm comfortable up to 52, even 53 with this one. I again, I think he gets up above 55. All right. Uh, knowing that uh, I've already squandered a bunch of cash with a number of these selections, which is pretty much every single week in the NFL, it's bonus time. Let's highlight some other sports action where we actually turn a profit, Lundy. Uh, what do you like tonight? Uh, let's see. Let's have some fun with this one. I will uh, jump in on the Monday night game here with you before we dive off of this matchup. Uh, and I will take the odds at a minus 110. That is what it sits at right now at DraftKings for Jalen Hurts to have over one and a half passing touchdowns. I say he gets two passing touchdowns in this one. I'd also tell you if you're building an OGP of any kind, uh, I pick a book. Uh, I mean, I don't care. Uh, uh, you know, uh, war and peace. I pick a book. Okay. <laughs> um, make sure that Taylor Heineke throwing an interception is something that you throw into, uh, that one because by itself, it started out, Brad, I want to say at a minus 175, I think was what I saw it earlier this weekend. It is now at DraftKings at a minus 210. Wow. Uh, for him to throw a pick. So, not worth it at all by itself, but certainly a leg that you could add in, I think, to an OGP for him to make a mistake, for, for Philly to bait him into something, and just add just a little bit more to your plus odds. So it's one of those, like, if you've got a three-legger and you're just looking for an excuse to throw a fourth one in there, um, that is one that I would totally throw in uh, as a uh, as a fourth-legger for you. Um, over on the ice, uh, yes, the NHL... Uh, very, very good to me yesterday. Uh, thank God, too, because some of my – as soon as Jerry Judy went down on the very first play of the game, I lost out on all kinds of bets yesterday because I was all over him on the over for his receiving total. And then, of course, uh, he buckled on the very first play of the game in Nashville. Uh, but the ice saved me. So let's go back to our goal in the first 10. You know how much I enjoy these. Uh, so this is a simple two-legger for you. Just need a goal in the first 10 of both of these games. Uh, up in the Windy City, the Carolina Hurricanes continue their road trip. They were just here in Denver on Saturday. Now they're in Chicago. Uh, give me a goal in the first 10 between those two. And then speaking of Colorado, give me a goal in the first 10 between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. St. Louis has not looked good here to start off the season. Colorado is on a streak, and Kale McCarr finally got off the schneid uh, on Saturday, scoring two goals in the first period. I actually think he's going to wind up doing it again. If you want a bonus bonus pick, I'd take him for another anytime goal. Uh, he was very profitable for us on Saturday because, damn it, the kid was due, uh, and he did it not once but twice. So I definitely like both of those to get things rolling. I will pass the baton to you because I'm very curious, Brad. You, you say every year 
You've even said it on Oh, son of a bitch. You can't bet on early college basketball because it's just all these weird rotations and you got uh, you, you got teams playing each other that like, you know, they, they I didn't even know that college had a team and yet you can't freaking resist it. So I want to know what you else you've got going tonight in Monday Night Football, but I know you're dipping your toe in the water with at least Illinois and Monmouth, if not more. Uh, yeah, that's a guarantee, and I'm actually up just over four units, and possibly, impossibly, in college basketball through the first uh, you know week of the regular season. Uh, I will reserve those selections uh, here for just a second. Let's get the other Monday night football action out of the way, and uh, I'm going to go with a uh, parlay here. I'm going to take Taylor Heineke, 170-plus pass yards, Antonio Gibson, 15-plus receiving yards, and again, the under on that alt total of 47 and a half. Uh, you put those uno, dos, tres uh, legs together. It's plus 210 at MGM, and then let's get an anytime touchdown uh, prop in there. Jahan Dotson's back, and it's plus 300 for him to splash six tonight. I think that is a spicy, good value uh, because Dotson, uh, prior to the injury, he was, he's been out since week four, scored a touchdown in three of his first four games as an NFL pro. Uh, he's three for three on red zone targets to receptions and a guy who sees some uh, action in the slot around 12, 12 and a half uh, uh, number of snaps per game. So it could work away when inside the red zone from Slay, from Bad, uh, Bradbury, and if he gets some Scott in slot coverage, uh, Scott's given up a 132.9 passer into his assignment. So Jahan Dotson, anytime touchdown, plus 300, I think is an exceptional value. So a little, worth a little bit of a sprinkling there. All right, with Monday night put to bed, let's turn to college basketball. Oh, no, screw that. Wait, wait, let's go to the NBA first. I got one OGP there, uh, Jason Tatum. 25-plus points, and Jason Tatum, 8-plus rebounds against the Thunder. Uh, and if you put those two together, it's plus 105 at DraftKings. Uh, just giving you some background here, uh, Tatum has hit the over in points in 12 or 13 games, and he has done the combined effort of 25-plus points and 8-plus rebounds in seven games. Uh, OKC is dead last in the NBA. An opponent rebounds per game. And they're just middle of the pack and adjusted defensive efficiency in a team that typically plays fast. So for Tatum, who's shooting 50% for the floor, nearly 40% from downtown, I think this is like a 30 and 9, maybe a 30 and 10 game. So hopefully I'll cash plus one of five of that OGP. Now we turn the page to college basketball and never fade the Drake. They have been covering machines for the better part like the last three years. Uh, they covered against Uwe Pui. We featured them on the pod uh, last week. I I'm taking them again tonight against the Walford Terriers, who are not really earning their snossages. I'm going to lay the 10 and a half, and I don't think Captain Hook's going to come into play here. Walford just lost a game to High Point, uh, 91 to 80, and in that game, they gave up a 1.032 points per possession on defense, and uh, offensively, they're really struggling. Uh, 46 flat and effective field goal percentage offense. And you look at Drake, uh, they had that 80 to 48 ooey pooey victory 
Uh, DeVries, uh, the coach's son, scored 22 in that game. We'll see if they get Roman Penn back. He's questionable again tonight, but I don't think it's going to matter. It's a team that's shooting 40.9% from three and 64.3% inside the arc. They're exceptional offensively. And again, this is not uh, the typical Wofford team, which has been highly competitive there in the SoCon last few years. I think Drake at home rocks and rolls and covers on the 10 and a half. And yes, I am laying the 26 on my fighting Illini against Monmouth, Illinois, number 18, in the nation and adjusted offensive efficiency, number 14 in the country through a couple of games and offensive rebounding percentage. And Dane danger has been uh, quite the revelation for this team, a double doubles machine off the bench. And that's the key here. Illinois has a ton of depth, uh, they really defend, and different from the Kofi Coburn teams that we saw the last couple of years, they're playing at an extraordinarily fast pace. Uh, they're uh, playing some uh, press, a uh, full court, three quarters court, forcing a lot of turnovers. And, you know, Underwood has said he wants inbound through the cylinder in under six seconds on every possession. And Illinois is flying, uh, The really, uh, the flying Illini is back, trying to meet that demand, and Mammoth. Uh, one of the worst teams in college basketball. They just lost to Virginia by 47. Like, what? Virginia. Hey, Virginia actually scored more than 47 points. <laughs> it's it's shocking. So uh, I will lay the chalk there with the 26 on Illinois. And the other one I like in college hoops, Charleston plus three tonight at home against the Richmond Spiders. Uh, Charleston, um, has, you know, a victory against Chattanooga under the belt, a pretty good Chattanooga team. They won by seven in that one. They lost at North Carolina by 16, but were somewhat competitive in that game. Uh, Ryan Smith, Ben Burnham, that inside outside combination, I think is going to cause the spiders some troubles. Although Richmond, very good defensively. Number four so far in college basketball and effective field goal percentage D, but offensively they have struggled mightily putting ball through basket. Number one, 44 and offensive efficiency. So at home, I think uh, the, the Charleston Cougars take care of business plus the three there. All right. I'm out of picks. We are out of time. Uh, do me a favor and do Lundy a solid as well and drop us a rating and review. Really helps out the podcast tremendously. Uh, feed or follow our picks on Twitter uh, at Nate Lundy. You can follow me for picks. You can also follow me for uh, snide comments about the Denver Broncos. Um, it's oh. just it's it's like it's a it's it's gift with purchase. Okay, it's really what it is. You you come for the picks. You stay for my absolute like just where I'm my head's ready to explode uh, when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos. So really, it's it's really a lot of fun. It's kind of just like grab some popcorn and wait for Nate's head to blow up. Yeah, and uh, filled with a lot of four-letter words in the process as well. Uh, They're at Nate Lundy. Uh, Check out all of his picks there on his free spreadsheet. Uh, Same with me on my free spreadsheet at Noisy Huevos. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.